Hey everyone, welcome back to This Is Not About Your Body. I'm your host, Jesse Neeland, and today I'm going to tell you all about the time I got lip injections. So this is something that I've actually been wanting to talk about uh, publicly for a long time, but I was sort of dealing with my own internal process around it privately. It took a lot longer than I thought it would, um, and then you know, just life got busy. I never went back to to talk about it. So I want to make sure that I talk about it publicly. Um, and I want to share the story from the beginning because I could see how me getting lip injections might sound totally off brand. And you know, if like, whatever, if, if you are offended by such a thing or horrified, like that's totally fair and valid and you can have your experience. But I just wanted to share the story, um, and make sure that it never came across as like a secret. So, um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually I was trying to think about the timeline right before I started recording this episode and I I can't remember the exact timeline of things, but it was something like um 7 or 8 months ago, I think, where basically I was just in the throes of depression and um with depression at the time where my meds were not working or they weren't working yet. I don't remember what the situation. I might not have even been on them yet. I can't remember now, but uh basically I was really really struggling with my mental health. It was just, you know, deep 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 abyss and darkness all the time and from that place one of the things that my depression would do is just like you know seek relief and one of the ways that it would seek relief is one of my old uh habits like as a a lifelong self-objectifier before I did my healing work uh my body image avatar was the always the runner (laughs) and always the self-objectifier so my habit would be okay I'm in so much pain maybe maybe I could seek relief and feel better if I looked different right so this is something that I've done my whole life so those thoughts they just kind of popped up and and I knew what it was I knew that it was depression I knew that there was really no you know I didn't even necessarily feel bad about how I looked I just wanted uh, I wanted to feel better so badly you know and so I found myself looking up all this stuff and it was like what might what might make me feel better sort of a desperate attempt to just seek some amount of relief from the pain and darkness um and lack of joy and depression so you know I would find myself like browsing through articles on Botox and uh, fillers and hair treatments and uh, just all these d- different things. You know, um, I haven't dyed my hair in a really long time, but I was like, oh my god, I could go, I could go blonde, I could, <laughs> I could chop it all off, I could, um, you know, just basically looking up all these different things because I know that in my past I have certainly gotten many hits of dopamine and reward and feel good feelings when I've changed my appearance in many different ways, right? So I think at the time I was even fully aware of what I was doing and I was just like, I'm seeking some joy. I'm seeking some boost. I'm seeking some relief. And from that place, I was staying in um, Miami with my partner and Miami is just like, it's just an incredible uh concentration of people doing this kind of stuff right so I was like you know if I'm ever going to do something like um, Botox or fillers or or dye my hair blonde like those are things that can all happen in Miami and I would trust the people who did it you know because this is like the place (laughs) where that kind of thing is similar to like New York or LA you know there's just people at the sort of top of their craft in, in every possible 
uh, field. And then, of course, like appearance being such a big focus in Miami as well that that, you know, just it's really popular and easy to find great um, providers for all of those things. So I was like, you know, if I was ever going to do it, I should do it while I'm here, right? So I started looking things up and just sort of reading about different people, doing different things. And I started talking to my partner about it. And he knew I was just sort of bouncing ideas around and he knew that it wasn't necessarily coming from like, I was never like, oh, I hate my face. It was just like, maybe I try this, you know, and and he reflected to me because I, I was sort of having like a moral quandary about it. I was like, I think I really do want to do something um, that has to do. Oh, oh, I should say this, too. I forgot to mention it was right before my 35th birthday. So I was also having some stuff come up coming up around aging that wasn't necessarily about my face or appearance in any way. But it was just me turning 35. It was coming up around. um you know, sort of ending or or heading towards the end, I should say, of my reproductive years. Like, instead of being in my early 30s, I'm heading into my late 30s. And that is basically the end of my reproductive options. And am I thinking about ever having kids? And if I if I choose not to, is that the right choice? And, and should I be thinking about it more? And um, I also have personal stuff going on in my family, which is sort of the source um, – root source of my depression is uh, stuff going on with my mom who has um, the gene for early onset dementia. And so it, the the idea that I would ever have a child while she wasn't there to help is like I, I, I madness, you know. Um, so my thought was if I was ever going to have a child, I should be doing it soon so that she's here and cognitively with it to help and to, you know, go through that process with me and just all of it, you know, it, that is what was coming up for me, right? So I was going into it with a whole bunch of angst around aging and what that meant for me. And um, a lot of it had to do with my body in some ways, but not at all like how I looked, you know, I wasn't like, oh God, I look so old. It was just, oh my God, my body is aging and that changes the opportunities that I have in my future and I have to make decisions soon and if I have to make those decisions soon, I should be considering them now and like it was just really, really stressful um, and after my birthday, weirdly, a lot of that passed. I mean, I still am dealing with those topics but in a much more gentle way after my birthday for some reason. Leading up to it, it felt like this big deal but anyway, um, I share all of that because a lot of the things that I was looking at in terms of stuff I could do for relief, ways I could change the way I look, did have to do with aging, right? Like um, I have lots of gray hairs in my very, very dark brown hair right now. Uh, so you can kind of see like streaks of, of white or gray. And I like them, honestly. And I, I have no intention of ever dyeing them or trying to look younger in that way. But dyeing my hair blonde would certainly have... Uh, I mean, it would be a pretty intense effect. Uh, it would damage my hair so bad. Um, chopping my hair off, like just a totally ch different change. That one doesn't have anything to do with aging. But pretty much all the rest of them did have to do with my face in that way of like fillers, lip fillers, um, and Botox both. You know, they, they sort of like are sold as anti-aging things. I feel like there was something else I wanted to do too, but I can't remember now. Oh, it was like um, I was like looking into facials and – I can't remember what they're all called, but there's like laser facials and microdermabrasion and all these things that are supposed to be like surfacing and smoothing and, you know, basically make you look young and dewy and plump and all these things. 
So anyway, I was looking into it all. I'd never gotten a facial before. So um, I decided to do that. And as it turns out, facials don't do anything. <laughs> it was such a waste of money. Um, I suppose it was pleasant to be touched for a while. Like, you know, like getting your nails done. It's like pleasant to have someone like tending to your, your hands and your feet. But uh, yeah, it didn't do anything. It was super dumb. I kind of realized afterwards like, oh, if you want to do something, like a facial isn't it. If you want actually like some kind of end result to matter, um, you want something more invasive, you know, like a microdermabrasion might be more invasive. I, I, I lasers, you know, I don't know. There's other treatments and stuff that actually work to an effect. But this sort of gentle like hydrofacial thing that I did didn't do anything. I was like, oh, it's interesting. I wouldn't I wouldn't have known that because I'd never had one before. And I think um, at the time I went and I got my hair keratined, uh, keratin treated or whatever. So I, I got like a smoothness to my hair, sort of straight for a few weeks. But isn't, the point isn't really to straighten it. It's just like smoother, sleeker, dries faster, less, definitely less curly though for, for months. Um, and I did that and I felt great because um, I decided I didn't want to ruin my hair with blonde hair dye <laughs> and I've done it before and it was horrible and it took me years to like fix and heal it chop it all off um, and then I didn't want to chop it off either because even though I'm sort of in this really interesting um, liberating place in my gender expression and exploration where I feel the most non-binary I ever have my hair is also like super long and sort of femme looking right now but I just decided I'm not done with it yet I didn't want to chop it so I went with a keratin thing just as like an attempt to get the impact I was looking for to like feel good and have a change and that actually did feel good because it was pretty notable difference and I was like felt really I, I felt pretty I felt lightweight you know because it was like my hair was so uh, soft and silky and whatever and and then I started talking to my partner about it. I was like, I feel like I want to do something else. Like I want to do something more impactful. Like my hair is shiny. My face is nothing. I want to do something more impactful. And I was worried about this sort of moral quandary of being in a position where I would ever um, do something to my face or body based on low body image seems just like totally, totally out outside of my moral, uh, my, my ethical value system, whatever. Um, just not what I would want to be doing for me. And he reflected that, you know, he would support whatever, right? He was like, I, I think you should do whatever you want to do. It's your body. Who cares what anyone else thinks? Who cares? Whatever. Just like trust your gut. You make good decisions for yourself. I, I trust you. Just do whatever you want. However, he reflected that a lot of the stuff I had been looking at was feeling like it came from a negative place. Um, and in particular, Botox came from, at the time, uh, a desire to push back or, you know, there was just, there was something about it that felt, it felt unhappy, <laughs> which is true, right? Because I was wildly depressed. It was unhappy. And he was like, I guess I would just hope for you that whatever you chose to do, you would do from a place of like fun or joy, that from a place of you. I think he, he might have even just said from a place of like, you know, your, your core um, from you, you know. And so I thought about that and I was like, that's really accurate because what I didn't want to do is make a desperate act from a place of desperation, which I absolutely, you know, some of it was, right? I was like, please, dear God, I am so miserable. Make it stop. 
maybe this will help, you know, like just sort of throwing things at a wall and seeing what sticks to, to see what would help. And I was like, okay, well, I would want to be more thoughtful about it anyway. And I, at this point I was doing some research. I had just never honestly heard about any of this stuff really. Um, I don't even know what got me first interested in it, but I had never, uh, read about what fillers are made of or, uh, you know, how Botox works. So for example, I thought this was kind of funny, actually. I thought Botox was just like, like an ironing, like you iron out your skin. Um, it doesn't even like to do anything to your skin. It just freezes the muscles underneath. And the less you use those muscles underneath, like the less you wrinkle your forehead, the less forward wrinkles you have, which like, honestly, now that I think about it, it makes total sense and is, seems really obvious, but I did not know that. I did not realize that it was freezing your muscles, even though all the jokes about Botox, like you can't move your face. I somehow totally missed it and thought it was doing something to your skin. Anyway, basically, I was just doing all this research and like learning what everything was. Um, and the the kind of final thing that tipped it over was someone in my life, and I don't want to like um, be too specific in this story because uh, I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but um, somebody said to me, commented on my appearance um, and said something about my eyes. And it was absolutely unintentional it was not intended to be an insult or a criticism of any kind I know that but the the comment was that I should wear mascara to make my eyes look bigger um to really make them pop and if any of you have listened to my work or or talking about this kind of stuff before nobody in my life ever comments on my appearance they haven't in years because I am super super strong in my boundary and the way that I talk about this stuff that I don't want comments on my appearance so people just don't when this happened, however, I became aware, um, like, first of all, screw you. I was super mad. I was really, really angry because, like, what the hell? There's absolutely no reason to be making comments like that on anybody. Um, it, You know, I, I just thought to myself, like, thank goodness I have so many tools and, and know how to handle this instead of being, like, insecure about my eyes right now. I'm just pissed at you. But um, – but also I had the thought like, whoa, it was a little bit of like a reality tilting moment where it's like I just live in a reality where nobody talks about appearance like that. Nobody else in my life would ever say something like you should wear mascara to make your eyes pop because I, I guess I've like sort of cultivated um, the right people and everybody in my life understands this thing about me and the work that I do. It just doesn't come up. And so it felt like this weird um, peek into, I don't know, normal people culture. Like, I was like, holy shit, people are still doing that? Like, I forgot. For It's been so many years since someone has just made an offhand comment, unsolicited advice on what I should do to look pretty, that I forgot people still did that. And it was incredibly disorienting. So I was angry, I was disoriented, and it really threw, threw me. It just, it felt like, I, I guess the best thing I can say is like from that depressive place, it kind of threw me into a place of like, whoa, am I wrong that like it's okay not to care about what I look like? Like, have I been lying to myself all this time um, that it's it's okay not to try to look pretty because... I don't, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't, not in that way, not, not in the, oh, what would be flattering way, not in the, what do people think of this way? Like, 
I don't wear mascara because it makes my eyes sticky. And also, I don't even like how it looks on me because it makes me look like a person wearing mascara and I like my face natural. So this is this is it just really disorienting. It brought up a lot of stuff. And in the way that I was processing that comment and the, the feelings that it brought up in me, which was mostly anger, but also a lot of like weird uh, sort of insecurity about like even even my work where I'm like, am I lying to other people that it's okay to like not try to look good? Like if other people are facing this constantly, um, you know, it does that change things? Like do we have to change the world first? I don't know. It just brought, it brought up a lot of stuff and I was processing that. And as I processed it, I decided that what sounded fun to me both fun because it actually sounded fun and fun in this like really sort of vicious um, like assertion of who I am and fuck you to the person who said this thing to me was I wanted to get lip fillers. And I, I came at it from this place of like, you know what would bring me joy is to not do what someone told me to do and in fact do the exact opposite. Like you think my eyes don't pop? Let me let me show you what my lips are about to do. So I found someone in Miami whose work I really liked, which is to say that she does lip fillers and they just look really natural and beautiful and not weird. Um, and also I really just like trusted her, um, her work and her credentials and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. So I set the appointment and I didn't think about it much after that. I was like, yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll cancel it. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but I, I ended up going. And when she asked me, she's like, you know, what are we trying to, to fix or change? I was like, fix or change? <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I didn't have any aesthetic sense of what I wanted. I just knew I wanted to try something new. I wanted to change up how I looked a little bit and I wanted to send a bit of that fuck you to the person who said my eyes need to pop more in order to like be pretty. So all of that is to say I go to this appointment and then I, uh, well, first of all, I was freaking shocked about how much it hurt. It hurt so much. I had absolutely no idea that it would be that painful. I never really thought about the fact that it's needles. I don't know. Like not that I'm like particularly squicked out by needles, but I'm not good with pain and it, it really hurt. Um, and also I was so, you know, I took ibuprofen beforehand. I didn't read any of the like packet materials that I was supposed to read about like how you're supposed to do these things. Apparently when you take ibuprofen, you bleed more. So she literally took one, she, she took like one poke and went, did you take ibuprofen? And I was like, uh, yeah. And she was like, when did you take it? I was like an hour ago. She was like, oh, honey, you are going to bruise something awful. And she was right. I bruised so bad. So bad. I can't, I, I honestly, I wish I could have a visual element to this so that I could show you. It was ridiculous. So within a couple of hours, my lips were like fluorescent blue, if that's a color, you know, like sky blue, bright, bright, bright blue. Um, and that shocked me. I was I pfft, I was horrified. I mean, I, I don't know. The first night I was just like confused. I just, I had never seen pictures of people bruising like this. I had thought of it as like a super non-invasive thing, kind of like the facial, you know? And granted, I didn't do a ton of research into like what the experiences were like, but most people don't bruise like me because most people aren't idiots who take ibuprofen beforehand. So I brought this on myself, whatever. Um, so it puffed up like a lot, you know, that's sort of what is supposed to happen right at first, the first couple of days or it's really swollen. It's re and for me really bruised and then it's supposed to go away. 
Um, within a few days, it should look normal, but like maybe a little bit puffier than it will in the long term. And then like by the end of a month, a few weeks later, whatever, it's like completely healed and, and the size that it'll be. Um, and the fillers are made of... I think hyaluronic acid, I could be wrong about that, but it's, it's some natural thing that we make in our skin, uh, but um, obviously not in these amounts, right? They're being injected in. And then they just sort of stay there and slowly dissolve and get reabsorbed into the body over time. Um, the, the material itself seemed pretty harmless. Uh, and I think because of the facial I'd had where I was like, oh, like that was literally nothing all this time. My whole life, I thought it was going to be kind of invasive. I think I was just prepared for something less invasive. So I was not prepared for my mouth to blow up, covered in bruises. And I, I'm not just the lips were bruised. It was like my whole like lower face, like all the way of my upper lip, uh, uh, way below down towards my chin and out to the sides past the corners of my mouth was bruised. And that's the ibuprofen. But I also just think maybe like just who I am I just think I <laughs> might have healed badly from it but I over the next couple of days was like mortified like I can't even describe the complicated uh rock of feelings that was stuck in my stomach over the next couple of days because it lasts like a year and I had done it without thinking too much about it and I was like oh my god I look terrible first of all because they were huge puffy lips um, I look like a, somebody who's gotten beaten up, you know, which is just like, it was really scary to see in the mirror. Um, and I realized, oh my God, I did a really invasive thing. Like, it's not what I prepared for, but it's what I got. And holy shit, did those next couple of days, they were emotionally uncomfortable. And my partner saw me the whole time, um, but I didn't really see anybody else much. And when I, when I did, I would like wear a sort of bright red lipstick and I would put cover up on it and try to hide it. Um, because I just was like, I don't know, man, I, I felt shame. I guess that's the way I'll put it. I felt shame and I felt dread. The dread was like, oh my God, what if I made a mistake? What, you know, I started looking up like how to dissolve them. Like, holy shit. What, what an expensive lesson this would be if I go paid to get them put in and then a few weeks later I have to pay to get them to take it out like just whatever but you can dissolve them pretty easily I guess so I was reassured I was like I'm going to give this some time if I hate them I just take them out uh, or have them dissolved or whatever and and so I was waiting for it to heal I, t I like messaged my uh the, the woman who did it and I was like oh my god is it supposed to be like this like she assured me that, yes, during the healing process, it can be weird. It can be, like, um, asymmetrical. It can be, like, all that stuff is just swelling. It will go away. And I was like, what if I made a huge mistake? What if she's terrible at this? Like, oh, my gosh. I was dreading a lot and also just feeling really embarrassed. Like, what have I done? Why did I do it? This is so shameful that I will have spent this money on something so stupid and that I ultimately hated, you know? And I never even questioned that I would like it. And this is the weird thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, granted, you can kind of hear from this story how my processing and compartmentalization around this kind of thing works. Like, I decided to do it. I set the appointment and then I didn't think about it until then. But, but also, I just never questioned that I would like it because I've done other things, you know, like, um, I've had lash extensions. I haven't done any of that stuff in years, but like when when I had lash extensions, that was also kind of an expensive sort of dumb way to spend money. But like on 
the other side, I loved it. I would look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my gosh, I look, you know, these fluttery lashes. They're so fun. I thought it would be like that. In fact, I was sure it would be like that. It never even crossed my mind that it would feel different than that, that it could feel different than that or that I would not like how it looked. And that's where things got tricky because I was trying to figure out in those first couple of weeks, do I not like the swelling and bruising? Because like, obviously that, that sketched me out quite a bit. Um, Or do I just not like lip fillers? Do I not like my face with lip fillers? Because that was what was coming up. And as I healed, as the bruises went away, as the swelling went down, as it all sort of evened out and, you know, like softened and just became really normal um, looking and feeling, I was like, I still don't think I like it. And what I've realized since, and this is why it took me so long to process this privately, was I I love my face. I have I have been insecure about my face and and different aspects of it for sure. There's there's no denying that. But I just love my face. I love how it looks. I prefer it natural. Um when I used to wear makeup, I actually felt really insecure about wearing uh, not insecure. I just, I, I, people would put concealer on me for photo shoots and stuff. And I never liked how I looked with concealer because I've got slightly red um, under eye circles and I like them. I, I like how they look. They look like me. I'm just really, I feel really connected to my face. I don't know how else to put it. It's not like I think I look beautiful. It has nothing to do with that. I just like my face. I feel like I look like me and I like to look like me. So, but having had lash extensions and stuff, I figured, well, that was fun. I, I didn't look in the mirror and go, oh, no, where did my <laughs> short stubby lashes go? They're natural and I prefer them. I just figured, like, it'll be fun. It'll be different. It'll be fun. But instead, I found myself in a position of of saying, like, I I don't like this. I preferred my mouth natural. I liked my lips before. I think it just went with my face better. It made me feel like me. Um, kissing my partner was weird. It was weird tactily and sensation-wise to be a person with bigger lips. Um, it took some getting used to. But also when I looked in the mirror, I just like, I felt disconnected from myself. I felt like I didn't like it. And I kept hemming and hawing and I would ask my partner and then once I started telling the people in my life I would I would ask them like what do you think do you think it looks good and everybody kind of gave me the same answer to be honest which is great like I love that the people in my life are on board with this they would basically say it looks it looks good and it looked good before and also like my uh my younger brother when I told him about it he said I think I prefer it before but but yeah, it looks cool. Like it, it definitely looks nice, but I think of the two I would prefer before, like natural. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. And now it's been a long time. So they're, they're like, A, I've had a lot of time to get used to it, which is important because I realize any change to our appearance just takes some time to get used to. And I think with the lashes, had I done that and been like, this is what I look like for the next year, I might have actually had more complicated feelings about that too. The only reason I didn't was like, I have these lashes for the next two or three weeks and then they're going to start falling out and then they'll be gone. It only felt fun, I think, because it was so temporary. And this was something that was much longer term and and changed. You know, I really had to like change my sense of my face, my sense of what I look like and and how I move and how I talk and who I am. Um 
And I, I was just really surprised by that. I would never have guessed if you'd asked me beforehand, like, do you think this is going to like be hard on your um, identity? I would have been like, hell no, it's just like lips. But yeah, so it was hard to get used to. And even from a body image perspective, weirdly, I, I felt kind of insecure about them. I'd say for months. For months, I would look in the mirror and like wish they were smaller again. And then sometimes I would like them. There were definitely times where I would catch a, a glance of myself and I'd be like, oh, that's awesome. Like the, they're, they're fun. You know, they're, they're proportional. They're, um, you know, like my smile is the same uh, and, and they're fun in certain lighting or, you know, lip balm or whatever. Um, but, but I'd say for those first couple of months, I spent most of my time not liking them and feeling insecure about them. And since then I have shifted. So I didn't want to talk about it until I felt some kind of closure around the topic. And I think I have found that. And the closure at this point is I actually like them. I don't know if I would ever do it again because of all the complicated stuff that I just told you about. I'm not opposed necessarily to doing any like any uh, invasive anything, you know, like I'm not opposed to anything, but I was pretty surprised to discover what an impact this had on my, um, how I felt about my appearance, you know, for sure. And also it, it really gave me pause <laughs> for like how other people experience these things because I know the point of fillers for most people is to feel more confidently about how they look and people feel insecure about having thin lips or, you know, whatever it is that they're, they're shooting fillers into. Um, it comes from a place of insecurity. And I'm just thinking like it had such an opposite effect. I, I wonder, I wonder about the people who experience confidence afterwards because that confidence comes from what I experienced as like a loss, you know, of, of my my real face. So just a super interesting topic. And I, I wanted to share it here, but I have turned a corner. I have, I honestly, I hardly even notice them anymore most of the time, except for when I do photo shoots. And then I'm a little bit like, I look at the photos and I'm like, whoa, like I forgot I looked like that, you know, uh, from different angles and stuff. But um, I share all this because A, I want to be totally transparent with you always about everything. And for sure, it's important to uh, make sure that I don't want anybody to ever not know that I did something and think this is how I look and ever feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Like when celebrities are like, oh, I would never do fillers, but they do. You're like, well, ugh. now you're just leading to like unrealistic, you know, beauty ideals and stuff. Like everybody who looks at your face now thinks it's possible to look like that naturally and it's not. Or they then sell products. They're like, I just used this one plumping lip balm and they don't, they have fillers, you know? So for that reason, I think it's super important to share. And then also just because it's such an interesting topic when it comes to body image, how much that impacted me. I wanted to share that story and invite anybody who um, either has been thinking about these things or has gotten these things done, any of these uh, procedures or treatments or whatever, um, just to like have that story in their head too, that it's not all people who get it done and then like either have some horrible, uh, you know, infection or whatever, have some terrible reaction or they're happy and confident and feel amazing. Like there's complicated nuance and gray in the middle of all of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's what mine was. I would call it complicated and nuanced and gray area of an experience. Um, and I am a very curious person. So part of me is like, I will try anything once, you know? Um, and that's, I think that's partly why I say I'm not going to rule anything out. I would totally try stuff at different points because why not? But it comes from this place of 
interest. And also I made sure it didn't come from a place of um, I feel bad about myself and want to fix this thing. Like I totally could have gone and gotten the lash extensions after uh, the person made me feel bad about my face because my eyes aren't popping. But I went the other direction, which felt very me. It felt like an assertion of my agency, my autonomy, felt very on brand to me, you know, to be like, I do what I want. So take that. Um, and I would encourage for sure, I would encourage anybody who is thinking about this kind of thing to do the same little check-in. Like, where is it coming from? Does this sound fun to you? Does this sound like it would bring you joy? Or is this coming from a place of shame and uh, embarrassment or, you know, a desire to like fix some kind of flaw that you believe you have? And frankly, even though I did it from that place, it still in, brought up shame, you know? So yeah, it's just a complicated topic. Um, and regarding other things, I actually think I'm going to try Botox uh, at some point, you know, basically whenever I have uh, an opportunity to try it because that only lasts for two to three months. And I'm so fascinated by the studies of its links on mental health because apparently, you know, one of the ways that we signal our uh, brain chemistry stuff is our body language movements and facial expressions, which means basically the more you frown and uh, have, you know, the, the sort of body language and facial expressions of sadness, grief, depression, the more depressed you feel and vice versa. So by freezing some of those frowning muscles, you can't make those faces as often, which means that you um, potentially, some studies are really showing really interesting stuff on this, potentially don't go to as deep of a place of depression. But then flip side of some of those studies is that other people don't connect to you as much because one of the ways that we connect to each other is by mirroring each other's facial expressions. So if you can't mirror their facial expressions because your forehead is frozen, like where does that leave you? Uh, some studies show that you uh, end up, like people feel less empathy from you. You know, they, they feel disconnected from you. So all this is fascinating and it's short term and I just want to try it because again, I'm a curious person. Um, and I would be happy to share that, you know, all, all of that journey with you as well. Um, I have no idea what it would lead to in terms of my sense of self-identity and face because just like the lips, like you can't know until you try, but also I am willing and able to try something that that leads me into uh, that kind of exploration because, again, I'm curious. And also, like, this stuff is relevant, man. There's just a lot to learn in this space. Um, and I'm happy to, to try things and, and play in that space and process it and share it. Um, and we'll see, you know. Uh, we'll see if, if there's stuff that comes up in the wake of it or not. But... All of that is to say, um, I wanted to make sure that I was able to talk about this publicly. I feel totally fine about it now, but holy cow, was that a journey? Not at all the journey that I expected. Certainly not the journey that I thought I was signing up for, um, but a journey nonetheless, and, and one that has led to a lot of really interesting insights for me around our relationship with ourselves, our face, um, insecurity, shame, and it, how we like how we know ourselves, you know, the connection with self that comes from um, both looking at our faces, like knowing our faces and also feeling our faces, you know, like just the the tactile sensation uh, of being ourselves, you know. So anyway, all of that 
is my story. Um, feel free to let me know what you think uh, by DMing me on Instagram at Jesse Neeland or um, going to my website, jessineeland.com and shooting me a message through my contact page because I am always curious um, and I think this story could kind of lead to some more heated feedback. So I'm, I welcome it. Feel free to share whatever you want um, and I will, uh, I will listen or read or whatever. Thank you so much for being here. I will catch you next week. I appreciate, appreciate you listening and hope you have an awesome day.